This is America on Par, a powerful punch of political punditry and a pithy podcast. I'm Stephen Parr. Thanks for listening. Last night, President Barack Obama gave a speech to the Democrat National Convention. It was a powerful speech. He delivered it very well, like he does. And had he not been the current sitting president, then it would have been fine. Unfortunately, he is the sitting president, and that makes what he said unprecedentedly unpresidential. The president must hold himself, or potentially herself, to a higher standard of nonpartisan behavior for the good of the country. Every president must. If we have a president who appears to care more about the people of his own party than the rest of the nation, then our political divides will worsen. Most presidents have understood this at some level. Starting with George Washington, by the way, who warned against factionalism in the first place. The president's job is to unite the country. The the president serves the entire country. This president doesn't seem to understand that. This president, our current president, has shown he's unwilling to behave as a unifier, or at least not a divider. His only inclination is division, and it comes through in his words. Now, so that you don't think that I'm just being reflexively critical of Obama because I'm conservative and therefore full of hate and racist bigotry and wouldn't ever give Obama a chance in the first place, I'm going to compare what he said to what other two-term sitting presidents have said at their party's conventions. We have three other recent examples to use in this comparison. George W. Bush, Bill Clinton, and Ronald Reagan. Two Republicans and a Democrat. Here's how our sitting president referred to the opposition party, who, remember, are also American citizens. There were no serious solutions to pressing problems. Just the fanning of resentment and blame and anger and hate. This is unprecedented in American history. Never before has the sitting president described other Americans as being filled with hate, as fanning hate on a nationally televised speech at his own party's convention. That, that type of rhetoric wasn't even used by Lincoln about Democrats who had declared war on him. George W. Bush did describe Democrats as being angry during his RNC speech in 2008. But there's a difference between saying someone is angry and someone is fanning hate. One statement is a description of how people feel. The other is an accusation of what people are doing. Clinton described Republicans as simply Republicans. He didn't say they were fanning the flames of hate. He said he thought they were wrong, but not hateful. There's a big difference. But if you really want to see the difference between what Mr. Obama said and what a unifying presidential figure said, look to Reagan in 1988. What word did he use to describe the members of the opposite party? Friends. Our friends. He said it multiple times. Our friends. 
President Obama accused other Americans of fanning hate. President Reagan called other Americans his friends. If you want to know why Americans are more divided now than they were at any time in most of our lives, look to the words that routinely come out of our president's mouth. By accusing other Americans of fanning hate, he is sowing division. And that is not what a president should ever do. Unfortunately, it doesn't stop there. The president's divisive language continued in another unprecedented way. Take a listen. The Donald is not really a plans guy. He's not really a facts guy either. He calls himself a business guy, which is true, but I have to say I know plenty of businessmen and women who've achieved remarkable success without leaving a trail of lawsuits and unpaid workers and people feeling like they got cheated. Never before has a sitting two-term president stooped so low into partisan politics to attack the opposition candidate by name in his televised party convention address. Never. Do you know how many times George W. Bush referred to Barack Obama in his 2008 speech? Zero. Guess how many times Bill Clinton referred to George W. Bush in his party speech in 2000? Zero. How many times did Ronald Reagan refer to Michael Dukakis in 1988? Zero. Barack Obama referred directly to Donald Trump 20 times in his speech, and every mention was negative. That level of pettiness by a sitting president is unprecedented. Now, one of the things all four of these presidents did in their final convention speeches was to make an argument as to why their party's nominee should become their successor. All of them did it. But Barack Obama's campaigning for Hillary Clinton during his speech was once again way beyond the norms of past presidential behavior. In 1988, Reagan mentioned George H.W. Bush 12 times. Clinton mentioned Al Gore 16 times. By those standards, George W. Bush was much more partisan in 2008. He talked about John McCain 33 times. But all that pales to what Obama did. Last night, he made 68 references to Hillary Clinton. 68. That's almost as many times as he talked about himself. Here's one of those 68 references. That democracy doesn't work if we constantly demonize each other. She knows that for progress to happen, we have to listen to each other. You see, the president must know that what he's doing isn't good for the country. He has to know that if he would listen to his own words, he'd have to become convinced of his own failings. Not demonizing each other includes not saying your political opposition is fanning hate. But this is the same president who once referred to Republicans as, quote, the enemy. How is that not demonizing each other? Reagan referred to the opposition as our friends. Obama has referred to Republicans as the enemy. How is that not demonizing each other? But you see, Obama doesn't seem to understand that he's at fault here. 
Instead, he is unprecedentedly unpresidential in his petty partisan politics. There's an old saying, the fish stinks from the head. Well, that stench in America right now is coming from our head of state. If you're wondering why our nation is so divided these days, if you're wondering why friends are deleting each other on Facebook over politics, the answer is that for the past eight years, our head of state has been incapable of being a true statesman. When history looks back, what they will find that was truly unprecedented about Barack Obama was how unpresidential this president has been. Thanks for listening. If you like these podcasts, please share them with your friends on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to leave a comment, you can always do so on my website, americaonpar.com. I'm Stephen Parr, and I can still see old glory flying over me. In the first light of the morning